it's like what you're doing but you know none of, none of those cars were rocking back and forth because <laughs> at most you were soaking so yeah i was gonna say soaking does not require rocking back and forth no no the car should never be moving <laughs> um Priesthood, uh, and then I have an email. You can reach me at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com and send me your stories. Um, as far as the podcasts go, you can rate, review, and subscribe. That's how I get discovered, how this content gets out to more people. Um, and without much more from me, um, <laughs> well, uh, my guest today has returned. Her name is Christy. Um, you may remember her from her two-parter that we had a few like a month ago was it something like that so yeah that sounds right um yeah it's been like it's been a minute but um a lot of listeners loved our um our discussion that we had and your story so um and i'm happy to have you back (laughs) i'm happy to be back we have a good time yeah and this time it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted, a little more fun instead of uh talking about um some heavy topics but today we're going to have more fun and so hopefully listeners you'll enjoy this episode and you can um sit back and laugh with us because <laughs> we're going to talk yes. about um byu and byu idaho the joys of <laughs> what it was <laughs> like being a student <laughs> at byu the the byus <laughs> so, weird the weird and wonderful and maybe yeah. not so wonderful but all of it's weird Great, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, so, the alum I think will be especially interested, but also people who never went to the BYU schools and you know are curious about what goes on there. I think either one will find this interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of weird to like now I live next to BYU Idaho again, so it's kind of weird, and it's changed a lot since I've was there and definitely since you were there but I um well there's like huge apartment complexes everywhere it's like it's crazy I don't wow two temples now right yeah there's going to be a new temple so the temple that they have now is going to be for the students and then the they're going to build another temple on the north side of town that'll be um for the locals so like Oh, locals only temple. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I'm like, oh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, and my mom's not too thrilled about it because she's like, why did they get the temple on the hill? <laughs> you know, <I'm> just <laughs> <laughs> Because they're the frozen chosen. The fro- Oh, I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was at BYU-Idaho. We would jokingly, I don't know, was it jokingly? We'd call ourselves the frozen chosen. Because, you know, you you always feel like maybe just a little bit inferior to Provo, BYU. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, and everybody forgets about BYU-Idaho. Like, it's just kind of like, 
uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a little school up in Idaho that nobody knows. Right, <laughs> and right. Whenever I would tell people when I was in the Navy, like, I, yeah, I went to BYU-Idaho, and they're like, BYU, like, in Utah? And I was like, no. <laughs> you know, like, just they don't know that there's others. And I'm like, there's a BYU-Hawaii, too. So they're like, what? <laughs> there is. I know. I'm so curious about that school. So I didn't get any feedback and I don't know anybody from BYU Hawaii and I was actually on Oahu last month and I I thought about it for a second was like wow I wonder how that'd feel to be on campus but at the end of the day I don't want to waste my time on any BYU campus not on vacation (laughs) no not on vacation I'm curious but not that curious right (laughs) it's kind of maybe well it's kind of like my um last guest latter-day cafe and like i'm curious to go take a drink of that coffeeless coffee mm-hmm. but i'm also not really that curious <laughs> yeah uh, <but> yeah <laughs> maybe i should have brought that up but <laughs> we'll we'll move on <laughs> we could spend time on that but let's move yeah. on that didn't exist when at either of our byus well when i was at byu provo which so i went to both byu idaho for two years and then byu provo so i can speak a little bit to both schools, whereas Jake, you went to BYU-Idaho. Yeah, and I was there for five years, I went, and I went immediately after my mission, so it was like, I got off my mission mm-hmm. uh, in October, and then I started working at, like, Walmart, and then I, like, through the holidays, and then I, um, I don't know why that's a weird detail to bring up, but mm-hmm. I started then in January, like, uh, the winter that semester and I was like I remember feeling like oh I'm a return missionary even though I was like you know totally gay but like I'm just like I'm a return missionary I'm prime stock you know like oh, that yeah. mentality you, know, you have thing. credentials like, now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there's like this like swagger I guess if you can say BYU Idaho and swagger in the same st- sentence <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah because there is a hierarchy between you and the guys who are pre-mission because it's like yeah. oh they haven't gone on a mission yet hopefully they will but even if they do all the girls are like okay, well, that's, like, more than two years away that you'd be eligible. Yeah. And the, correct me if I'm wrong. They called them preemies, right? Preemie? Oh. Is that preemie? Is that correct? I don't A pre-missionary yes. was a preemie. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yes. I forgot about that, too. Now that you, because when you said pre-missionary, I was like, I feel like there was a, a like, a term, like, the, that was the term, but they also shortened it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like kind of. I wonder if they still say that because you know you hear that you think of like premature baby. Premature baby, yeah. Not a pre-missionary. <laughs> which is so. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm I mean, sure the, they do. the word itself implies like pre, like you haven't done it yet, but you're for sure going to because that's the expectation. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's there's one weird thing that I just <laughs> just remember. <laughs> I had to go deep into the archives for this. I was having oh, yeah. all kinds of memories and I would Google stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was a while ago. So I, my first year at BYU Idaho was 2002. Yeah. It would have been fall 2002. Uh-huh. What about you? 2005. Is that right? Yeah. Cause I was on my mission from 2002 to 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. That was, that was a while ago for both of us. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm quite a while ago. Age, aging myself there. <laughs> Likewise. So some things may have changed if people who are listening like have been there more recently. Some of this mm-hmm. might just be old school. Um, but you know, it's it's vintage BYU. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I know BYU Provo's changed a lot too. Um from I'm what sure. I've heard. But um but BYU Idaho, let's see, there was trying to think of um I probably should have written down like actual memories but like oh I did I just oh you did of course you're prepared you're you're more prepared than I am so (laughs) I mean partially that that's the nice way to frame it I also I have a terrible memory and I struggle with organization so if I don't write things down it's a chaotic mess (laughs) well um mine's just a chaotic mess anyway so (laughs) (laughs) um well I was so one thing I remember from BYU Idaho, and I'm pretty sure I know uh, Provo does it too, but the devotionals, like the weekly devotionals, oh, that they yeah. would have. Do you remember that, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that? And um, Tuesday sounds right. Yes. Yeah. I can. I can remember. Um, what was it? I think it was. Uh, M. Russell Ballard was coming. Anyway, one of the apostles, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I was. I had to go to work. I had a part-time job. And that was the only way to like pay for my car, you know, so like, yeah, yeah, anyway, whatever. So, um, I didn't have the luxury of just like going mm-hmm. to school, just going to school, um, like a lot of the students up there. But the, um, and I was always bitter about that. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys, because they would like, I don't know, mm-hmm. there's just that feeling of like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I gotta go to work. And they're like, oh, well, we're gonna be mm-hmm. doing FAP. And like, well, cool, that's great, but I gotta go make money. <laughs> you Must know, like, be nice. Yeah, I mean, I had an on-campus yeah. job, so I still got, like, the holidays off and everything, and it was oh, nice. low-key. But, yes, I, I worked all through college, too, so yeah. I'm in your corner. And I shopped at the Walmart, and I was very grateful that the shelves were always stocked with chocolate pudding. That was, like, my go-to. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I like, buy the, the little chocolate pudding cups. I remember it always from Walmart, the great value brand. Oh man, you were up here when before they built the big Walmart, right? I mean, there... you could get you could get food there. Like, are we talking like Super Walmart versus regular Walmart? Yeah. yeah. Wait, do regular Walmarts have food? No. I yeah, no, they don't. I can't remember where the there was a little Walmart that they had for a long time, and I don't think it had food. Maybe okay. it did. It had food I when know. I was there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and then they have like shuttles going down to the, like they'll take students that down to the Walmart. Like they actually. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know it's crazy? Like it was so dangerous driving there. I cannot oh, yeah. believe they were just letting eighteen-year-olds who had been driving for two seconds. Like those roads were crazy. And like, do you remember there's kind of like that hill on one side mm-hmm. of campus? Oh yep. my God! I slid down that. That thing's terrifying. Oh, times yes. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> terrifying <laughs> but um so when that apostle was there I was walking there was like droves of students going towards the building where he would be speaking mm-hmm. droves of them and I was like literally one of the only people going the opposite direction swimming against the tide and like mm-hmm. I got all these looks and this one guy um from my ward stopped me and he was like, hey, mm-hmm. Apostle, this way. And I was like, ah, oh, work, that way. Oh. <laughs> I was like, 
they were all gossiping behind your back, like, oh, his countenance is dark. I think the spirit has <laughs> left him. He was walking away from devotional and walking away from God. Yeah, I don't think it really went. I, I can remember my roommates being really into it and being like, we're all going to go to devotional because, you know, we do everything together. And I think I tried it like a little bit and I was just like, no, like I get enough of this shoved down my throat every single day. Like, why are we doing devotionals in, a, in addition to FHE, church? Mm-hmm religion classes, a million other things. Like why? Why? Yeah. So yeah. Like um, praying in class and like everything is just everything is centered around it. It's just ridiculous. Everything. It feels so normal though. I mean, well you and I yeah. both grew up Mormon, so mm-hmm. it it didn't it seem weird. I, yeah, a convert might feel differently about BYU and have some interesting things to say. But if I'm yeah. being honest, like totally honest I really loved my time at BYU-Idaho. Like, I really did. It suited me for who I was and just developmentally at that time. Because for one thing, it was like a taste of freedom, you know, like getting getting away from my home and my immediate family was a really positive thing for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and just like had good roommates, good friends. So, uh, so I want I just want to say that because we're we're gonna like make fun of it pretty hardcore, but I don't want to deny that like they were pretty good years. BYU Provo, not so much. That was like <laughs> darker times. Like shit gets real there. <laughs> but BYU Idaho is like kind of like innocent, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just that I was young and innocent. And the world hadn't kicked me around as badly as it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was a little more innocent for me too um i think there's just like an overall feeling at byu idaho of like a little more um like small town and just kind of like feeling like oh yeah totally like um and you get to know people better there mm-hmm. i don't know um as far as like i never you went do, to yeah. school but like um you get to know people really well and especially like as mm-hmm. as you get further along in your degree like i started you know you start having the same classes with the same people and you get to know them and you get mm-hmm. to know the professors really great professors the um one of my favorites well actually two of my favorites were like um the hidden gem of uh, they were democratic <laughs> professors what yeah. oh, openly yeah openly yeah and she one of them she said that she was like one of the she said there's only like four of them that she knew of and i had two of them <laughs> so, oh wow um, they must have had some little secret society that they would get together right um the one she was said that she worked for uh, some politician in washington dc and she said that there she was like i'm super conservative in washington dc like compared to other people mm-hmm. but she's like but then i come here and i'm like crazy liberal <laughs> so um, yeah i mean yeah super small town so conservative I would love to see it. I mean, you're you're like right there. If I was yeah. that close, I would totally do a drive through. But yeah, I I think the smallness of it is was part of what what made it so cozy and enjoyable. I mean, there's a lot of research too on just the fewer choices people have. Like to some degree, we tend to be happier. You know, when you have like a hundred restaurants to choose from, it's always like, where should we eat? What should we do? When you have like five places to choose from saves you a lot of time. Like you're, you're happy with what you get. At least that's how I felt there. It was just, life was simpler. Like your choices were simpler. It wouldn't have worked out forever. But again, for those two years, I just 
I just really liked it. The cold was, that was really difficult. Yeah. And it seems like the wind is always blowing, no matter which um, direction you're facing, it's like blowing in your face there. Oh my God. You're Remember, so like, right. And then like, and then, you know, always walking uphill. Like I felt like I never had classes that were like, where I didn't have to like walk up a hill, an icy hill too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's true because it was like up on a hill and walking down a hill is just as scary when it's slippery. I see. And like, yeah. do you do you remember? I guess was it called the Rexburg Shuffle? I'm thinking like Provo yeah, Shuffle, yeah, where yeah. like when everything was covered in ice, you kind of shuffle. And I remember Walk around like a penguin. <laughs> it, it was. It would be so windy sometimes. You like weren't even getting anywhere. Yeah. Like that. That was miserable. But uh, on that note, there were some really unique things that you could only do there like when it was that cold and that rural. So I think, I think you and I talked about this before and you didn't know what it was. Scouching. Oh yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, I feel really special now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Remind us of what that was. It was the, um, Oh, I will tell you. Bring a couch out. So, okay. So scouching as in like, like with a K, like S K. So it's like skiing and couch plus Uh, yeah so so basically I think I remember two times that I did it maybe it wasn't like that everyone did it but just my crazy friends did it but we got a couch (laughs) some old shitty couch from somewhere mounted skis to the bottom of it and (laughs) and someone and like like hooked it to a rope and someone and you'd sit on it with like helmets like remember distinctly we were wearing helmets because safety first Mm-hmm. Um, and sober, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> completely sober. Obviously, <laughs> that's the craziest yeah, this part of this like whole thing. That, like drunk friends would do. <laughs> no, completely sober. And so the person driving the truck, we just go out to like some open field somewhere, and they just like pull us around, and we get off, and we take turns like riding on the couch until it literally fell apart, and then we would burn <laughs> it like bonfire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The grand finale of a bonfire of the couch. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're using everything. It's not wasteful. Although I'm not sure where the couches came from. Or say, like, like, where do you how they were go to a thrift store or something? Go to Desert Industries DI. Yeah, I wasn't involved with that part. That part, I don't know. They they may have been stolen. In which case, I (laughs) apologize. Uh, But but if anyone listening knows of this or also did it, please like send a DM or reach out, send an email because now, now I really need to know, like, was this just my group of friends? <laughs> I feel like I've heard of it. I've heard of it happening. I never experienced it myself though. Like I've, I mm. feel like some one, one of my roommates mentioned it at some point. So, um, <clears throat> well, it's not too late for you, Jake. You're right there. I could go do it. I could go get a couch and mounted to skis mm-hmm. and <laughs> wear a helmet. Stay safe. Okay, yeah, stay safe. <laughs> stay first, everybody. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, you have to make your own fun. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. um, I can remember. Let's see what, like, the fall is was a big time. Like the um, haunted houses and stuff, and like the corn mazes. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Like, everybody loves the corn mazes and the. Hay, oh, hay yeah. now they have hay mazes too and like oh okay sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah mormons love haunted houses they Which love is them. weird 
It's so weird because it's like, isn't that like the devil? Like, you know, like. I know. <laughs> it, it is weird. Like, because since I've moved away from Utah and like I'm not Mormon anymore, I like, I realized that that is a very Utah specific thing. Other people are not as crazy into it. I mean, we would have like very elaborate ones, like Institute of Terror. Anyways, <laughs> we, sh- we should do a Halloween episode sometime. Yeah. Oh, man. The, um, the haunted mill up here that's that's a big one like they turn this turn this mill into a haunted house and it's crazy the one of the scariest ones uh, sorry i probably shouldn't um one of the scariest ones i had up here was a haunted forest and it was like Mm -hmm. you're walking out in the middle of this forest like free willy nilly and Mm -hmm. it's like people coming at you (laughs) oh that's terrifying Yeah. yeah Yeah. And like back in the day, people could touch you. I don't think that's allowed anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could, yeah. And you can't touch them. They could touch you. That was back then. Too. Yeah. That was the haunted forest too. You sign a waiver that they can touch you. That, I don't think no, can... no. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's so much wrong with that. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> so there was that, like so many weird group date things oh yeah did you do a lot of you have to get creative with those and it's like why like they think that you have to have some elaborate like date and it's like no just but i wonder if maybe it's because it's like they don't have the like we talked about in the last episode about the like the coffee culture they don't have Mm -hmm. something to center that around and so you have to like create yeah and in the absence of drinking, you know, most, mm-hmm. most of my friends, their college years, it was a lot of drinking. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of stories to tell unless oh, it's like yeah. drinking related, but whereas like the thing that I'm kind of grateful for, and I, like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know if I like the word grateful. It kind of made me cringe a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can appreciate that. I can remember all of my experiences. Like I remember fun date. I mean, as good as my memory is anyways, but <laughs> I kind of like the creativity. Like that's kind of like the innocent, naive, lighthearted side of Mormon culture. That's mm-hmm. there are a lot of options besides just getting drunk in a bar with your friends. And yeah. I think it's cool. I'm still gonna make fun of it, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of glad. Uh, what are, like what are some of the the ones that? Oh, go ahead. No, and there's some value to that. Yeah, like you were saying, like there's definitely. Yeah. Um, value to having experience rather than like we're just mm-hmm. gonna I would talk to people that in the Navy that would um that would go had been to college and they're like I can't remember most of my college years because I was drinking all mm-hmm. the time and they would tell all these crazy stories and I was like I can't relate and they're but, mm-hmm. yeah. oh I know I and I can't even remember everything because the other thing that's like really weird and unique about BYU culture is it was just expected that you would go on a date like every weekend, sometimes yeah. multiple dates, but at least once. Like I, I yeah. remember like that would be weird. That would be so weird if I didn't have a date. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's expected, especially if, if you're a guy too, like you have to be asking all these girls out, you know? Like, oh, totally. You have no excuse for not going yeah. out. Whereas us, it's like, oh my God, no one asked you, but waiting for him. you, you have no excuse, Jake. Yeah. No, none. <laughs> Being gay, not a good enough not, excuse not in the Mormon excuse. church. Nope. <laughs> oh. I mean, I went on dates, but they weren't with the dates that, 
they would approved of. <laughs> well, I guess group I dates, if there were some hot guys, at least you could kind of like spend true. time around them. Did you ever? No, it never worked out that way. But I was always, I mean, I did go on group dates, but it wasn't like I was like paying more attention to them. I was always like, um, I went on tons of dates. Like I would go on like um, tons of purse dates. Like my mom would get mm-hmm. mad at me because she's like, you can't get to nobody, somebody by um, just going on one date with them. And I was like, well, <laughs> I already know I don't like them because I'm not mm-hmm. like, them. you know, so like. That was, but I was yeah, just a yeah. first dater. <laughs> but you need at least four dates to get engaged. Oh yeah, yeah. Four, four. four is the magic number. <laughs> yeah, a, a ring by spring or your money back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a very, very real thing. It's so totally. When I was at BYU Idaho, I wish I could remember the name of the place that I lived. It was really cute. I really liked it. It was like two stories and like the bedrooms were down in the basement and then there was like a living room and a kitchen at the top. Oh, really? It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I liked it. But anyway, there were six of us in there and one of my roommates was my freshman year. It was her senior year and she was extremely distraught that she was going to be graduating and didn't have a fiance yet. Like to the point that like she was going to counseling, which, you know, the, the good get support, but the fact that you need to go to counseling because your culture tells you there's something wrong with you and you're not going to have quality of life because you're not engaged or married by 21. That's, that's insane. And she, so she ended up doing some kind of online dating, which back then, like 2002, that, that was very fringe. Like that was not mainstream. There weren't oh, yeah. apps. It was, I don't even know. Like it's all online, like on your computer. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, and there was no chance you were going to find someone in your vicinity. So somehow she ended up meeting someone. He lived in another state. They met up one time, like she'd been talking to him, like on the down low, because at that, again, at that time, that was like really taboo. Mm-hmm. And all we knew is she like flew out to meet him and she came back engaged. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we ended up getting in a really, we had like a falling out about it because she overheard me talking to one of our other roommates about how concerned I was and how this just seemed like really not, not good. Like, you don't, you don't know this guy. And the other, the other thing is she, as long as I had known her, she came from like, kind of like a, like a bougie family as long as I had known her, she always said, like, oh, I already know what ring I'm going to get. It needs to be a Tiffany one carat solitaire diamond ring. That is the ring that I will have. Which, like, first of all, if you want if you want a ring by spring, that means some college kid is buying you a one carat Tiffany ring. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even if even if we're buying rings from the mall, like cheap, I'm using quotations, cheap rings, like that is so insane that we're expecting college students to buy rings. So what she ended up with, the compromise, it wasn't from Tiffany's, but it was a one carat diamond. But in order to afford that, it was not, it was not like a standard quality diamond, which, you know, that's, that's not super important to me. But I just remember her showing us the ring and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think like you have like a little smudge on it. And she's like, um, like draws her hand back. She's like, no. That's an inclusion. All rings have them. It's completely normal. And I was like, oh, but no, it was like just this giant black speck. Like it was 
more important for her to have a diamond of the size that she wanted than to, <laughs> than to just, yeah, to have like a small, modest diamond. So it's, anyways, all of that to say, it's weird. That's so weird. The expectations. Yeah, absolutely. That always drove me nuts. And not, not even just like, you know, just because I was gay, but also like, just like that stress to like, Mm-hmm. On put on everybody like regardless of who you are like they're like this is your time to get married it's not on the education it's like you're supposed to be your number one priority mm-hmm. is to get married versus and then second mm-hmm. comes your education you know especially for women but like because like oh yeah they're just get, like get married first don't delay have children don't delay yeah you can you can get educated later like that's fine but you're up there to to get married, you know, to meet somebody. And I, oh, I, my cousin, um, I have two cousins, two female cousins that went to BYU Idaho also. And they, um, the one, the older one got married while she was there. And then the other one graduated and it still isn't married. And, um, I remember there was that conversation, the same conversation happened where she felt like she was, something was wrong with her because mm-hmm. she didn't get married. And, like all this stuff, mm. like, um, I don't know. It's just and it's, sad. It's so contrary to human development. So like if we bring psychology into it, which is a major at, at these universities, <laughs> uh, this, this phase of life, it's very, uh, like emerging adulthood, exploring like, tons and tons of identity exploration the human brain is not even fully formed, especially the higher reasoning portion of your brain until the age of 25. So if you just think about that for a second, we're asking people to make a lifelong commitment or in the Mormon church, an eternal, eternal commitment, not just forever in this life, but forever and ever, you're going to, you know, have eternal babies and planets together. And you're supposed to make that decision when you're this young and you're not even fully educated and you don't have a fully formed brain yet. Yeah. That's just batshit insane. Totally insane. I um I don't understand. You got these kids, like literal kids, like eighteen year olds getting mm-hmm. married, and they're supposed to start families and like okay, and supposed to know. Also, they're mm-hmm. supposed to know about like buying a house. They're supposed to know about all this stuff. Like suddenly, mm-hmm. just poof, you know, like. It's way too much too soon. It's it's locking you into this life that would be very, very hard to get out of, especially the women, like you're saying, because a lot of times they, you know, they get married, they get pregnant, they drop out of school, can't you can't afford to do it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there might be some people listening who met their spouse in college, got married early, you know, and, and they're happy and it worked out and that that's great. But, you know, the, the point and people can grow together, right? Like if you have like a good, healthy partner, you're growing together, you're figuring it out. But you, it was still an uphill battle. You still met your person. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Like, yeah, we didn't really know who we are. Like, I'm glad it worked out and we're together. But also would have been great to like figure yourself out a little bit more. Yeah. And then I can't, I feel like there's, there's probably some like resentment that plays in there later on, you know, like mm-hmm. as far as like regret of like what did I miss out in on you know and like that's I don't know there's uh, there's a lot there <laughs> yeah 
that's a anyway, lot. We're getting, that's um, a little heavier than we. <laughs> I know. Um, Ooh, okay. I'll, yeah, yes. easy for us. Well, I I did get engaged before my time was done at BYU, but I didn't follow through. So I had a close call. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's bring it back to like the crazy, different kind of crazy stuff that happened there. I have something holiday themed. Oh, okay. Um, it's not what it sounds like. Just hear me out. But this is what we called it. <laughs> Deer, deer humping. Oh, what? Oh, okay, yeah. That is. Um, yeah, explain that, though. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. We would drive around town, and this was at BYU-Idaho that I'm thinking of, and you know how people would have, like, the, what are they made of? They're, like, wire deer with Christmas lights on them. They have, like, white <laughs> lights on them, and people put them out decoratively in their yards, and some of them are just, like, you know, grazing. Some of them are standing with their heads up, and some of them are, like, like leaping like up in the air <laughs> then we would just we would drive around until we saw a yard that had one and then take the leaping deer and put it like like as if it was humping one of the other deer and then <laughs> laugh immaturely and drive off <laughs> <laughs> oh naughty naughty mormon kids <laughs> oh naughty so risky <laughs> uh, um i remember distinctly this one <laughs> So when you're like, like you have an FHE family, like you get assigned a family in your ward that's like just a bunch mm-hmm. of people and you get like, um, you get clustered together to like meet up every Monday to do an activity or do something. And um, you mean like apart- this- apartment of guys, apartment of girls? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it's sometimes for me, I don't, there was mostly it was like one apartment for of guys and then two apartments for, of girls. So you have 12 what? girls. What? 12 girls and six guys. Did that ever? Yeah. It was one to two. Like, there was one time that I had. um, Why? Because there's the ratio? We had so, yeah, there was a huge ratio difference. And um, Uh. I, one of the couple of the semesters, I really loved my, like, my roommates and, like, the FHE groups were really great. And then um, we got to, it's so weird that they have, like, an assigned FHE mom and dad, like that's their calling in the church, in mm-hmm. like for the ward, like mm-hmm. you're an FHE mom mm-hmm. and dad. So you get to like plan everything and like make mm-hmm. sure everything and run the whole FHE thing. Um, I guess I should explain family home evening. That's what it's called. Um, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> for those who don't know, family home evening that you're supposed to do with your family when you live at home and when you're at school, you're still supposed to do it anyways, even though... <laughs> They're not your family, and they might even be creepy. Yeah. And you're forced together into this family unit situation, which is weird. But then, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you get, like, a lot of, sometimes people, like, I would hear about, like, an FHE mom and dad that actually, like, started dating, and they got married, and, like, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. um, Totally. Anyway, there's this distinct um, story, um, time that I remember when I was walking in with two of my FHE sisters and we all just like got kind of goofy and we were like um making snow angels and like doing snowball fights and stuff like that like it just was Mm kind of like a weird like but like you talked about it's very child childlike and innocent there and you just kind of like it was fun it was I still remember it obviously and so it must have been a great time but um Sometimes, yeah, th- that would be like the people you hung out with. I'm trying to remember if there, if there were multiple girls assigned to that, like our FHE brothers, they 
they didn't hang around as much as we did. We must have been the dominant females there because I remember <laughs> hanging out with them a lot and we would like go on group dates with them. And there was this one guy, I totally just remember this just now as I'm talking. There was my FHE brother who had just gotten back from a mission. He was from the States. I don't remember what state, but pick pick a state, doesn't matter. And he had the most over-the-top British accent ever. And we were so fucking confused when we found out that he was from wherever he was from and that he'd just gone on a mission. And he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You birds are so crazy. I'll call you on mobile. Come over to my flat this Sunday. He just acted like this was normal. Did he? He talked like that all the time. Oh yeah, he was committed. He wasn't just punking you, like doing. I mean, maybe, maybe he was, maybe privately he didn't speak like that, but he would, when called out on it, he'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I mean, I guess it's just, I'm not good at. (laughs) He'd just kind of be like, "What?" But I think he was trying to. I don't know, make himself more and interesting and distinctive, yeah. but I would say it had a backfire effect where we were all like, <laughs> yeah. what is like, his deal? Dude, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did yeah, he go on a mission to of you. Yeah. Britain or something? Yeah, so he spent oh, two years. so he thought he was, oh, that's what it is. He just thought he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And he was probably like, um, you know, like those missionaries that go on like foreign speaking missions and they're like, they come back and like, I can barely speak English. You know, they think that they're like, it's cool. Like, it's a cool. I was so involved in the work that I, right, like, right. now I can't speak English. I'm like, oh, sorry, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. Like, if anyone else did that, I mean, like, like if you just study abroad for two years, like, you. Anyways, what was I thinking? Oh, we were talking. We did talk about like um the naked juice or whatever, and then but also like um. Wait, I I I I didn't know what that was, and I'm already forgetting what that was. And our listeners may not know what that is. Talk okay, about naked so juice. um, there's this brand of juice called Naked, and it's um organic fruit oh, yeah. juice. It's like supposed to be very pure, and that's why mm-hmm. it's called Naked because it's like the purest form of the fruit you know and so um they banned that at BYU Idaho because it says naked what somebody enough people complained about it that it was no (laughs) oh my god the juice says naked the word naked is yeah people thinking about naked yeah oh Uh, my god okay Okay, but even though... But are you surprised about that? Not at all, right? Like... (laughs) I guess not, but still... Wow, I need a minute to digest that, the naked joke. (laughs) Okay, well, I do remember... I don't remember soaking or any of those other things. Like, if... I don't know if that had been invented. (laughs) invented, (laughs) Um, We went to school before soaking. (laughs) Right, we were um, (laughs) pre-soaking. That hadn't been invented yet. Just, <laughs> just like unlimited that sounds like dishes. <laughs> but what yeah. I do oh, yeah. remember, unlimited cell phones. Oh yeah, I remember you'd have to like I had a long distance boyfriend. I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you after seven. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You, and then typing, texting with the, oh, like the numbers. The yes. Instead yes. of like, and I and I remember I got a phone that had like an actual like 
keyboard and I was so happy. I was like, I felt so cool because I was like, hi, you losers have to type with your numbers. I got oh, a keyboard. Yeah. I had one too, like the slide phone with the QWERTY uh-huh. keyboard and then yeah. you just like slide it back. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, now, now we just sound old as fuck. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the like demographic <laughs> of who listens to this, but they're either like, oh yeah, totally. Or they're like, what are you talking what about? The, there's a, what? There was a time when yeah, Cell back in my were... day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know my little sister listens, and she always calls me an old man. So <laughs> this time, is just reaffirming all that for her. For us all, it does. <laughs> um, okay, but what I was going to say is that I do remember hearing about gazing. What is that? Which I don't even hear about that anymore. It's just as dumb as soaking, but less <laughs> risque. <laughs> You literally, literally. <laughs> you sit and stare at each other? <laughs> you would just get naked and look at each other. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I heard about this. Gazing, <laughs> <laughs> you just gaze upon each other. But you didn't know each other biblically. You just, Oh, so it's, you just it's okay. No it's, knowing, just gazing. No knowing, biblical. I mean, how how awkward and insane is that? I think that's more insane than soaking. And I heard about it from this very, very conservative Mormon girl, even by Mormon standards, who I would ride with from BYU Idaho to BYU Provo because I had a boyfriend that lived there. I don't know if you didn't like travel there frequently, you probably wouldn't know about this. But there was like the ride board, and you'd go. You'd check the ride board and and you and it was just some random stranger. Like it's amazing no one got like murdered or or harmed from doing this. I literally just read a book about that. This oh, um mystery thriller or whatever, and she's like gets on this um ride board and um on the holidays and this guy mm-hmm. like the whole time she suspects him to be this killer anyway. Oh my god. Okay, well, yeah, I, I only got rights <laughs> from girls, but um but anyways, could, it could have gone badly for a lot of different reasons. But so I, I rode down a couple times with this other girl. We would like split gas and whatnot. And she was engaged visiting her fiance. And they had all these rules. Like the one I remember the most is kissing rule. She'd be like, we finally started kissing. Like once we got engaged, we felt that was okay because they were each other's first kiss. But they only kissed as long as it took to say, I love you. So just be like, I love you. That's it. That's oh, it. Really? And I it had to be never... supervised. Someone else had to be in the room when they kissed. Supervised? Yes. Yes. Supervised kissing. The fuck? What kind to of... Keep them, to keep them pure. Yeah. What in the 1700s is this? <laughs> I don't, like... <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know, right? She, it was very... But, yeah, somehow she was telling... Because I was like, oh, wow, that's... Okay. You know, and, like, and I was the queen of Nickmos, like more so at, um, in Provo. Cause I had, I had a boyfriend at BYU, Idaho. So I was very loyal to him. I loved him. He went on his mission and you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to date. That's what God wants you to do oh, is yeah. don't wait date. So I Nick mode so hard. Oh my God. Did they, um, they always called that like the circle of life kind of thing where it was like, so you get a, so a young woman sends a missionary off and then the return missionary comes back and mm-hmm. like a different return missionary comes back and swoops her up and then she mm-hmm. drowns and then 
and then that missionary the god dear john comes back and he can marry somebody it's just like they call it the circle of life whatever oh, you that. Oh. So, yeah. i mean yes i mean yeah it's, it's so messed it's the typical up. way to do it but it's like to have like an actual term for it i'm like wow that's <laughs> yeah even the term nikmo is that unique to mormon culture and which in like case it, anyone it. doesn't know that is that stands for non-committal makeout ncmo that is literally the only place i ever heard it was at byu idaho it was it was uh, yeah yeah was I, I think everyone else just calls it like ho- hooking up generally yeah. hooking up or like making out like they don't they just call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason why we call it that is because the implication is that when you're 19, 18 years old, even you should be committed. You should be committing to something, somebody. Therefore, if you're making out with them and you're not committed, we have to like give it this name. It yeah. is a Nickmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So I have a really um, terrible date that I went on. Um, mm, do tell. I, the. And it was after my BYU-Idaho days, but I was, like, working, and, like, it was, like, in between my BYU-Idaho days and, like, my, like, Navy days. So, I was, like, mm-hmm. just kind of in la-la land, you know, and, like, I was that, like, older, old guy that didn't, um, graduated and didn't get married, you know, so it was, like... Old was guy. Old, yeah, <laughs> quotes. Um, and my dad was a bishop at BYU-Idaho, and he set me up on two different dates. One was really good. The other one was terrible. And I was just, this one, um, I'll give you the quick condensed version. So for some reason, I was like wanting to make a good impression on her because like, my bishop, your bishop is my dad, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. and I, um, I, did, I had no intention, obviously, because I was, um, I was very much at that point. I think I was pretty much out to like some of my friends, so I was like, I don't know why I'm even doing this, but it was mm-hmm. just, you know. And um, like, we went to a Mexican restaurant and which um, called Gringos, and then like we had dinner. Here I am paying for all this, you know, like, mm. um, and I. Oh, yeah. um, conversation wasn't that great she was just kind of like she seemed kind of just not really interested in like delving Mm -hmm. into anything and I was like trying to get words out of you know just trying to have a good time at least you know like I could tell Mm -hmm. she didn't want to be there I didn't want to be there either but I was like at least trying to like making an effort and she wasn't and I was just like it made me so much made me want to like get her approval even more for some stupid reason and then I was like um I was also like so I was like, okay, well, you want to go bowling? And so we went to this um, bowling alley, and then she saw some of her friends, and she looked so ashamed to be with me. Like, she just, she didn't even introduce me. She just was like, she just went over and talked to them, and then she came back, and um, she, we didn't end up, I can't, I think the bowling, it was like full or something like that. We didn't end up, maybe, we, no, actually, we did end up bowling. We played one game, and then she was like done, and I was like, um, and I could just tell that she just didn't like want to be there. And I was just like, what the, mm. f- what the fuck did I do? Like, I d- you don't even know me. And then, um, then I, <laughs> I was like, I can't remember, like at the very end, I was like, well, we can go get like hot chocolate and walk around, you know? And she's like, I think I just want to go home. And I was like, cool. Aww. Thanks. You know, <laughs> so nice. To her too. <laughs> yeah. Like she's, she was not like making sure that you were having a good time or putting forth any effort. And oh. yeah. Okay. Ugh. I'm sorry yeah. that that happened. 
But like that, that too just speaks to the culture where, you know, in, in like quote unquote normal dating culture, you would go out with someone that you're interested in and attracted to. Of course, now we have like the app. So sometimes you end up on a blind date, which I guess this was sort of a blind date. Yeah. Okay. Which, but well, that was less common back then. But still, it's like, again, this idea that you should be going on dates every single weekend. It's all about numbers. It's not about, okay, I'm like genuinely interested in this person. We have a connection. Let's go and get to know each other better. It's like, just just go on a date. It doesn't matter. Just do it. And like, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't think then, of course, I'm thinking about it now, about how guys who are broken in college are having to like shell out money. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, just to take someone was, on a date. I was gonna bring that up too, because like the guy is usually expected at least back then, especially, but like the guy is expected to pay for most of it. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's that going Dutch thing, but like you're a college student mm-hmm. and you're like making, you're going to school. You're, if you, and if you have a part-time job, you're not making that much money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're broke and you're just expected to like mm-hmm. fill out money, like, take a girl out to dinner for that's mm-hmm. like a good like for two people it's like 60 80 bucks to the like and so mm-hmm. 100 week 100 bucks a week to that you can't really afford yeah. to, but you're expected to go on these dates so yeah that is insane and you're also supposed to be saving for a ring and be able yeah. to like <laughs> to maybe have a baby a wife and a baby by the time yes. you leave college it's it's so insane how is this even working yeah, and then you're expected to be doing a major that's like gonna be providable, you know, providing for a family, you know, like you can't be mm-hmm. like like me, like I got a lot of um as an English major, people were just like, Well, what are you mm-hmm. gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with that? There's tons I can do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, can you make money off that? It's just, you know, like it's just like there's mm-hmm. definitely that mentality of like, what can you do to provide for a family? It's like very it's just mm-hmm. another layer of the pressure. So <laughs> It totally is. Uh, it fucks everyone over. Mm-hmm. You know what else I just remembered on the topic of always having to go on dates? Mm-hmm. There was a place at BYU-Idaho. There was a place in the library that one would go if by some chance you didn't have a date for the weekend. You would go there and it was just known and understood that that's where all the people who didn't have dates would go. And then you'd like find somebody and you'd go on a date. I did it one time. What? Yes. One time I did it. I, yeah, didn't have a date for whatever reason. And my roommates were like, oh yeah, just like go to this place, which also, why couldn't I just have had a quiet night at home? Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) but everyone was like, oh my God, you don't have a date. Like, okay, here's what you do. Like, here's the plan. So yeah, sure enough. I don't remember. I can see it. I can see like little, the little like tables with like, like the cubbies and sure enough, I met this guy who turned out to be one of the worst things that ever happened to me, but <laughs> I met somebody there and it was known and understood that you were there for one reason and it wasn't to study. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That was yeah. at BYU Provo? No, this was at BYU-Idaho. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. I missed that. that note. I was always kind of out of the loop, though, on a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm curious. It it sounds like there, if there was like any type of gay culture at BYU-Idaho when you were there that you didn't know about it. Is that right? I'm curious if that has changed now. Um, Well, I know it's changed to BYU-Provo now. There's a lot, there's some coalitions that have 
um, come together and they're a little more out. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the big city. Uh, yeah, in the big city. But the <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's hit BYU Idaho yet, honestly. Um, I do actually. I think there is a group that meets, but there it's more like a. Um, I did hear about this actually. Now that I think about it, um, they meet together to um, not to like meet other gay, like to like for romance. It's like more for mm -hmm. um, like for therapy, like therapy a little bit, like oh. a little bit of like we're gonna like how were you like did you act on your feeling that kind of stuff like oh my god like, a, like like aa for gays yeah and to be like gay in the church like they talk about how to like how to make those two things coexist unauthentically yeah oh that's so heartbreaking but it's supposed to be a support group quote unquote like uh but it's like mm -hmm. i don't know it's just, I, but instead of supporting each other to get healthier or recover from something, you're actually supporting each other in being very unhealthy. Yep. Yeah. That's, that really makes me sad. I know, I definitely know that, that still goes on. I hope there's more community because also back in the dark ages when we had to hit the button on our phone to text, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's hard to find people. Now there's like social media and there's apps. Yeah. And there's so many different ways people can, like on the down low, connect and find each other. So, I hope that that exists. Well, yeah. when I was first, um, so like towards the end of my time at BYU Idaho, it was when like Grinder started coming out, and like um, I was on like an online uh, app thing too. But the um, let's see, what was that called? It was some dumb name. Um, Manhunt, Manhunt.com. <laughs> so oh, <weird. laughs> um, and the. But no, Grinder was just coming out, and I was like, on the low, like just like, using that. Oh man, so weird. But I always felt like, like a thrill, you know, because. But I did meet a lot of like, um, other BYU Idaho students on there. Mm -hmm. so. That is so interesting. And it's interesting now because I'll be on um, Scruff or like one of the apps or whatever, and they'll be like. Mm -hmm. You can tell the BYU Idaho students. You can tell who they are because mm. they won't show their mm -hmm. face. And they're um, there's one kid that um, I say kid because yeah, he was like 20. He was like um, his profile said something like I don't show my face because of I don't want to get kicked out of school. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Oh, it's a real thing that's happening here. I'm just like that's crazy. Like you would think that by now it would be mm -hmm. that aspect definitely has not changed yet. But. And that's so unfortunate and yeah. God knows like there's plenty of things being done to set the cause back even more like calls for musket fire. So yeah. Yeah. Mm, if by any chance someone is listening to this podcast who is queer and at any of the BYUs, like just hang in there. It gets better. Find people you can trust and, you know, please yeah. live authentically, please. Even if you can't right now. Cause you're at school and you have to get your degree. Cause I went through that too. When I, you know, quit Mormonism, even if you have to get through it, just know who you are and stick to that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, um, I did not do that. I was, well, I did, I guess kind of mm -hmm. stuck through it and I just, um, but I didn't know really what I was doing. You know, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. went through the motions because that was what it was expected of me. So of course. Yes. And, and I'm so sorry it was that way. Like, 
there was just such a lack of support and lack of awareness. And, you know, we have so many more allies and supports for the queer community now that you didn't have. So, you know, you're, you're a pioneer. You deserve a lot of respect for not only what you went through, very isolated and alone, but for having the courage to come out and have a public platform. Like you, you are helping the cause by being an openly gay former Mormon man that other people can look to and say, okay, like there are people that went before me. I hope so. I mean, that's, there's um, a thing in like kind of gay community of like, where they talk about this, this was my Stonewall kind of thing, like the Stonewall mm. riots and everything. And I mm-hmm. think that's what this is. Like the Mormon church is definitely my, my Stonewall and like, oh, my, yeah. like yeah. leaving it and stuff. So, yeah. Very true. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Pause. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, you're good. On a, transition not really a segue but like because i wanted to talk about that article i say yeah yeah that's so good (laughs) let's what i want to do is um you could just pick some and i'll just read them to me and i can respond i I haven't looked at all of them but like the one i did look at was number one so definitely (laughs) we definitely need to talk about number okay so for listeners so as i was going through the memory archives I was like, well, there might be things I'm not remembering. So I just Googled something like, you know, group date ideas at BYU and found this article from the Daily Universe, the BYU newspaper. Um, It was written back in 2000. So really, this was around our time. But yeah, but even slightly before our time. But like, I would say all these things applied (laughs) to when I was there. Um, The title is 99 Crazy Slash Creative Date Ideas. I will not say the author's name to <laughs> protect <laughs> But you can find this if you want to Google it. Um, do you want to talk about number one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a night on Chinatown. It says, make top ramen and serve it as if it were authentic Chinese food. Adding meat and vegetables usually does the trick. Buy some oriental-looking material and use it as a tablecloth on the coffee table and sit on the floor. Oh. Buy some fortune cookies and carefully take the fortunes out and replace them with truth or dare questions. Cut up the tablecloth and make samurai <laughs> headbands. So I lost track. How many ways are you appropriating and completely violating Chinese culture? Chinese culture, it? yeah. Uh, <laughs> like so all of it <laughs> and like the sad thing is I feel like when I was at BYU like I would have thought this was a cool date idea I would have been like oh, this oh yeah oh that's fun. so cute oh fun and then yeah, yeah. I mean it, we just we were a lot less educated there was a lot less education and talk around like racism and cultural appropriation oh, so sure. um so you know I feel like we have to give the author that it doesn't make it any less inappropriate or racist but we like no one ever talked to me about racism when I was that age oh definitely not and and when you do think I don't know for and it's like a BYU Idaho the there's not much diversity anyway like it's very Mm -hmm. much a white and I'm pretty sure Provo is the same way but maybe a little Mm -hmm. more diversity there but like not much when I was there it was still pretty fucking white yeah 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 very white schools yeah so um yeah that okay that was crazy I just can't get over the cut up the 
the oriental-looking tablecloth and make samurai headbands. <sighs> what the like, fuck? Why would you do that? Like, no, do not uh, do uh, this. Do not do this. <laughs> who, like, who thought this okay. was a good idea? <laughs> okay, um, one that I wanted to, <laughs> to highlight was number eight. Mm-hmm. The, the title of number eight is Strip Pool. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. Yeah. It, it is what you think. It actually is what you think. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> If your apartment complex has both a pool table and a swimming pool, you can play. Wear swimming suits under your clothes, and as you lose, take off an article of clothing. If you lose that pool, you have to go jump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cute. Again, I would have been like, yeah, this is a great idea. Like, it's very innocent. But, like, for, for one thing, it has to be strip pool and not strip poker because Mormons are not allowed to play poker. Right. But we can play pool. Okay. Which people bet on pool all the time. So I don't know what the mm-hmm. difference is there, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this seems risque to me. I would have been like, Oh, this is kind of edgy and fun. I'm totally in. Yeah. My question is what about the garments? Like, well, they're, I mean, I guess that's that kind of a great area because they don't know for sure that they're going swimming. That's true. But are they, they're exposing their garments too? Like, what's happening? Like, are they even wearing their garments? Which is naughty, naughty, No, naughty. no, because you wear <laughs> swimming suits under your clothes. So I guess you'd have to just swimsuit up. So really, this could be really fun for people that do have to wear garments. They're like, look at me, not wearing my garments. I'm taking <laughs> off my articles of clothing. And like, I'm going to intentionally lose so I can take it all off and go jump in the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, I think this one's funny, but you know what? I'm going to give this one credit. It's creative. It's fun. If, if I was still a Mormon, I would be so down with this one. Okay. Um, the other stuff is just a lot. Okay, so one thing I remember, I guess we're kind of talking about BYU Provo now, or at least I am thinking about BYU Provo. We, we had, and maybe they still have, a dollar movie theater, and it was literally a dollar to go. And I don't, I don't know how this even was a business model that worked. It wasn't like really old movies. Like it would be like new releases. Yeah. Was, that was a BYU Provo? Yes. This was in Provo. The Dollar Theater. It was awesome. It was so cheap. It was so fun. You could like spend the rest of your money on treats and popcorn. Yeah. I used, they used to have one like that here that was like, yeah, it's known as the Dollar Theater. But I think now it's not the dollar. It's like it's still way cheaper than the other. <laughs> yeah, like, with inflation, it's what like the twenty dollar. Yeah. Theater. <laughs> yeah. That would be cheap. Like going to the movies is not cheap. Well, not that I've been since this pandemic started, but last time I went, I was like, damn, this shit's expensive. So shout out to the Dollar Theater if it is still there. Mm-hmm. I hope it is. I was looking at this like nine through ninety nine stuff that they have. Let's see, what's the um? There's a babysitting. Uh, babysitting. Oh, because yeah. you're practicing for being parents. Yeah, you're modeling the parent, the family unit. So you gotta see how each how you uh, parent or something. That's terrible. You're gonna take two horny young people. <laughs> who like desperately want to have sex with each other and obsess with each other and like make them responsible for watching children? I don't think so. Yeah, no, no. Oh, ice blocking. Did you ever do that? Oh yes. Okay, I wrote that on my list of memories. Yes. 
I did. I can't say that it was anything special. You're literally <laughs> just, like your ass on this freezing cold block of ice sliding down a hill. Down like yeah. a hill. I mean, okay, I did it. It was worth doing once. Did you do it? <laughs> I did it when I was a kid. I don't. I didn't do it in college ever. But um, yeah. I oh, did. hiking Hawaii. Oh, sorry. Oh uh, yeah. I've heard that's a a spot. Like it's a. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. But yeah. Is, like a, a is that like a makeout spot? That yeah, have? that's what I was gonna say. You you really like you would. Or a Nickmo. I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I remember being invited multiple times to go hike the Y, but really you'd just like take a few steps and then you'd like sit in the car and make out. Oh, nice. <laughs> I did, I did a lot of out there. Oh man. And that's like, you know, there's a ton of cars there and everybody's making out. Is that how it is or what's it? Was it just? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was just kind of understood. That's like, what you're doing, but you know, none of, none of those cars were rocking back and forth because <laughs> at most you were soaking. So yeah, I was gonna say soaking does not require rocking back and forth. No, so. no, the car should never be moving. <laughs> um, go ahead, do the, something. Um, there was something. Let's see. So talk about Heber City and Granny's Restaurant, like, not in, mm-hmm. like Heber City is not like a destination area. Like, I just, I don't know. No, no offense to any listener that lives there, but like, um. But if you live there, go to Granny's. Um. Okay. Something that I did multiple times, and maybe it wasn't even just group dates. Well, I think it was group dates, or maybe like for FHE progressive dinners. Do you ever do oh, this? That. Uh, that sounds familiar. Was, yeah, it, it might be a thing outside of Mormon culture, but I think it's done differently. But like basically you would go to one person's apartment for like an appetizer yeah. and then you go to somebody else's apartment and they would make mm-hmm. like the main course and then you'd have like dessert. Yep, I definitely. Yep, I did that. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. It's different because you get a different like um, everybody gets to. <laughs> Um, contribute and then also like different mm-hmm. venue every time every step mm-hmm. of the way that's cool yeah but it's definitely a Mormon thing I have not heard mm-hmm. of that anywhere else okay okay so that's a Mormon thing mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of like making making home videos like at uh-huh. BYU Provo so much like a couple of us had video cameras which like we had to like really save up for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that back when you couldn't just use your phone as a video camera and we would like I don't know we just make silly movies I remember I actually I still have on DVD somewhere my friend Josh and I basically reenacted the man hands episode of Seinfeld do you remember that one (laughs) it's so dumb it's it's literally just like an episode (laughs) about a woman that has like large hands like yeah. What, what of it but so we somehow we found these prop hands they were like halloween props and they were enormous and we we did it but like provost style where we were on a date and we were on a blind date and he like comes to get me and we're having such a good time and he's like totally into me and <laughs> i wish i could remember the name of the mexican restaurant it was the really the the good one air quotes it was the really good mexican restaurant and like he got us burritos and we're sitting there and it's not until that moment that i whip out my giant hands and I like have this <laughs> on the burrito 
And I'm like, it's so good. And then we did the thing where I'm like, oh, wait, you have an eyelash. Oh, yeah. And you have to touch his face. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh yeah. man hands. It was funny. But at, but, the, but at the end of the video, we ended in the car and he was kind of like, eh. And it ends with like, it's like a shot from the back seat of the car. And you just see my giant hands like moving up and down his head as we're like making out. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, I wish you could get a hold of that. <laughs> I, I do have the DVD. What I don't have is a DVD player. Do oh. they still make those? Yeah, I think so. Wow, we've, <laughs> we're sounding really old this episode. <laughs> I know. We're not even like that no. old. Like we're still in there's our thirties. There's just a lot of progress. In <laughs> yeah. Of like technology, that's a huge part of it. But like, <laughs> my um, my little sister's like, what she's she said, imagine being old and like not and having to like. Uh, what she's she always says like imagine being so old that your knees pop yeah yeah no my knees definitely pop I definitely like have to stand up after sitting down for an hour and things are yeah again we're only in our 30s my god okay um, time uh, ravages us all it's um, true <laughs> okay I feel like there's like at least two more honorable mentions I want to put out there that okay. were absolute yes. staples of going to BYU paintball and laser tag oh yeah laser tag I definitely did that I've never paintballed but yeah laser tag for sure yeah <laughs> paintball oh, bowling, bowling is dangerous bowling yes bowling of course I did so much bowling as as a Mormon mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. why <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't like bowling. Like I suck at it, and I just feel so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, miniature it's golf. Awkward. Though. Miniature yeah. golf too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm it's actually really good at that. Oh really? Oh, all right. Toot your horn there. <laughs> I'm not that. Good I'm just at saying. It. I'm not good at a lot of things. That is literally <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> I um isn't. Speaking of bowling, like it's always awkward. Like the walk back, no matter what you do. Like even if you get a strike. Like the walk <laughs> yeah. back is always just like awkward because you're oh just like, my Woo! God. but then you're just like, so right. or or if you like suck it up, you're just like, like a walk uh-huh. of shame kind of thing, you know? Like, uh, oh, I know. <laughs> you're so right. You have to like Nobody be prepared. <laughs> I never know what to do. I mean, it's never a good thing. But even if it is for me, it's always like, okay, this is totally like a one-off. So, so yeah. what if I'm forced to bowl like for social reasons? I just, I act like I don't care, which I, I kind of don't, but I, I really act like I really don't care. Like I'm, I'm just doing gutter balls on purpose. That's how little I care about this. <laughs> Cause I'm so bad that even if I cared and I was trying, it would be the same result. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's the same thing I used to do in math class. Cause I was so bad at math. I would just pretend like, oh, I don't give a fuck about math. Fuck math, but on the inside, I was like, I care so much. I want to get straight A's. I'm just so stupid, and I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> well, do you remember? So it's funny to me to think of the. This is kind of a random thought. I um, back in like our day, like in back in our day, um, like going to school, like it was it wasn't cool to be a nerd. Like it was like to be like studious and like whatever. Right. That wasn't the cool thing. Now it's like completely different. Yeah. Like to be like studious totally. and like serious yep. about school is more like 
the cool mm-hmm. kid thing. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, why did, why didn't I get to go to school during that mm-hmm. time? <laughs> like, uh, oh, agreed. I would have been agreed. super cool because I was like a nerd. <laughs> Same nerd before it was cool. Teacher, yeah. I don't know if that's cool now, but I definitely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely always want even even still if I take a class or something, even now, I still want the teacher to love me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I'm always like trying to win their approval. Like, oh yes, I'm the best student ever. <laughs> yeah, it it goes deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was lovely. Do you have yeah. anything else to add? I mean, there's more we could have read, but it, I don't I mean, know. We maybe we always do another another part of this another mm-hmm. in the future and bring this because um, there's definitely more and I could probably be a little more prepared next time. I wasn't as <laughs> prepared this time, so. Um, you did I great. Actually... We're just keeping it casual. <laughs> yeah, this is lighthearted. It was fun. I feel mm-hmm. better. I was like slower at the beginning. Sorry, listeners. I had a crazy night last night. <laughs> so, crazy. Um, and then, but yeah, Christy's put up with me today. So, but I appreciate the, you the coming back. The pleasure was mine. Yeah. It's fun. We always have a good time. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed. We're, we're entertained by us. 